0: Hi guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have another amazing guest. Uh, She is an agent at the People Store in Atlanta, and we are going to ask all sorts of questions and give you huge amounts of insight about the world of agenting in Atlanta, the shows there, the difference between here and Los Angeles. So please give us a welcome for Jennifer Hummel.
1: Hey, Sherry, thank you so
0: much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I really, really appreciate it. And you know what? I don't really know you that well, and I'm excited to get to know you today. Like when I've come to Atlanta to do workshops, we've had dinners, we've had drinks, but let's get into it. I want people to know about you. I want people to know about the people's story. I want people to know about the difference, you know, the climate in Atlanta versus Los Angeles. So let's get into it. So how did you just even start? (laughs) <laughs> Were you an actress first? Were you an artist first?
1: That's a great question. And yeah, I think a lot of agents honestly get into it from the side of being an actor first. I mean, it's been a while since that's been a thing for me. Um, but you know, when I was in high school, that was my dream was being an actor and it wasn't until I got into college. Um, I went to SCAD, uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia for performing arts. Um And it was really great because they have a really strong on-camera program there, which is really what I was interested in. Uh, So I got to learn a lot just in front of the camera, behind the scenes, about the casting process. Um, And that was really where I discovered that as much as I enjoyed acting, I was enjoying more of just the industry itself than actually being in front of the camera which I think a lot of people in my position definitely have a similar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, obviously,
0: or else they wouldn't be behind the camera, but there's so much power behind the camera. Oh, it's so incredible.
1: Oh yeah. And the more I learned about the industry in college, I really found a passion for just helping people within the industry because I was finding myself talking to my classmates and other actors um, mm. that it's, it's very daunting when you're getting started. And so I really wanted to learn all about it and help people through all of the craziness that comes from being an actor.
0: (laughs) There is a lot of craziness and yet, and a lot of people don't even know where to begin. Of course it all begins in the training and you can't even like pursue it until you have that great core, you know, training. But after that it's a blank and I don't think they really teach it.
1: No, it's very true. And, and I definitely found that myself. And when I graduated from college, I knew that I wanted to work either at an agency or a casting office just to get my, feet wet and, you know, learn everything from the inside. Um, and I was lucky enough to get a job really soon out of college with people. Store. I started as the office manager.
0: Did you really? I did, I really did. <laughs> did not know that. So you really were like in the mail room and you were really was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you just, you just showed your dedication and you learned it by being the front person, and you learned the ins and outs. And how long have you been an agent there? So this has been the place you've worked at
2: since college.
1: This has been my one place, and I fell in <laughs> love with it from the moment I set foot in it. So
2: <laughs> there's yeah, great people, people at the people there. store.
1: There's, oh, great yeah. people there. there's really lovely people. I feel so blessed to be working with everyone that I do, and I've been here for over four years now. As the agent, or
0: just from from college um, being an agent? How long have you been an agent?
1: Sure. So I've been an agent for the past almost three years. That's amazing. <laughs> so
0: what's, what's, what's the MO? Because in Los Angeles, it's very different. There's, there's different sorts of pitching that goes on here. Do agents pitch in Atlanta or do they just submit? Is it just the clicking? Because everything has always pretty much been taped auditions in Atlanta.
1: Yes, for sure. And we really do a mix. I mean, we submit all the time we submit, submit, submit on breakdown. Um, But we do love to do a good push or a good pitch for the right actor for the right role. Um, but you know, it's very tricky because we have to be extremely selective when we're yeah. pushing because we want to make sure that you know, we're not diluting the waters for the, the perfect actor for the perfect role. But um, you know, typically what we like to do is we'll submit the actor and see who passing asked to audition. And, you know, when you see that list, if you see that your person that you thought of first for a role isn't on that list, that's usually who we do the push for. That's
0: how we so like the to person work. that doesn't get chosen that you wanted to get picked. So you do the push. Exactly. So what, what is it that makes you want to push that actor?
1: Um, really, it comes from knowing the actor so well that when you see the role, you just go, this is them. I've seen them as a person or as a human or I've seen their tapes. Um, and I know they can do this certain niche, that's this perfect niche for them. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's the it's the opposite. Sometimes it's, you know, they always play the doctor role but this is the cop that I think will be the cop role for them. So sometimes it's the opposite. It really just depends on the person.
0: And do you feel like the, that you and your company do a lot of pitching or um, is it different than Los Angeles? Do you have any, any comparison to know from for that?
1: Um, you know, it's tricky. And I think, I think it really depends on A, who the client is and B, who the casting director is, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely do a lot of pitches. Like I would say, almost every audition set of auditions that comes out for a project, we're pitching. Yeah. Um. So we're definitely pitching a lot. Um, so in how- my mind,
0: in my mind, I was always told that that doesn't really happen in Atlanta. But now you are letting the world know that that is a falsehood, and that you guys are pitching, which I would think you would want to do because how boring if you're not? It's oh, all about the sure. sale, the intrigue,
1: right? Oh yeah, and pitching is a great way for us to get feedback on the actor because if the casting director doesn't want to see that actor for a certain reason, Mm. that's usually when they'll tell us is during the pitch. Um, and it's often not
0: What will they say? Like their their auditioning is not very good or
1: what's Um, sometimes. I'll say luckily it's usually not that. (laughs) But when it is, we always pass the message along to the actor so that way they actually know what to work on or you know that type of thing but usually it's more of like a oh well the role is actually going older it's going to uh-huh. a certain ethnicity that wasn't specified on the breakdown so you know uh-huh. that type of thing
0: so in a day in the life of jennifer Hommel as an asian atlanta what would it look like you get in you have your breakdowns you, what, it, what what what's that story tell us
1: yeah, absolutely. So I definitely do breakdowns every day. We're checking all of the breakdowns. Um, and we look at breakdowns from all over the country and Canada as well. So we're really oh, trying to expand. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait, really- let's,
0: let's let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. And, and before even that, let's explain to people who are listening what a breakdown is. I know a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't know. So let's share.
1: That's a really great point. Yes. Yeah, so a breakdown is basically... You know, once the casting director gets the script, let's say it's for a movie, they'll figure out all of the roles that they need to actually cast in that movie. Usually not the top couple of ones, because they might offer that out to a, you know, a name or a celebrity, someone like that. Um, But all of the other roles they'll post online. So that'll have like a little description of, you know, what the appearance, appearance of the person should be. Um, what type of personality they might might have or what they do in the film. Or it's, so
0: discuss- it's, a little, it's a little description. Who writes that? Is the casting office the people that write that? Is it the writers that write that description? Who does that?
1: That's a great question. Um, sometimes, hey, it's <laughs> sometimes it's cop- copied and pasted straight from the script. So when you see the slides for the audition, um, that's exactly what it says on the breakdown. Um, but if the script isn't specified, then yeah, usually casting will come up with it. Or you know, breakdown services will come up with it if they're the ones making the breakdown. It really depends.
0: And do you ever get calls from from clients that are going in? They read the breakdown, and we'll get back to the the question. But do they say, "Wow, I don't see it this way. I'm going to play it totally different." And being outside the box, how do you feel about that? Or should they honor what that character breakdown is?
1: You know, that's that's really tricky, and I always think you should do a mix. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, And it it depends on how large the role is. But, you know, let's say you get a script and it's, you know, just a scene or it's a couple of short scenes. And it's something that you could do a couple of times and you think casting may watch because it's not, you know, a seven minute long scene. They might not be watching that multiple times. I always recommend doing one take that's like the grounded take. That's the one that's as written, as described, just exactly what they're asking for. And then I like your second take to be the you take. So mm-hmm. that's your take where you have this interesting idea that something really different from the script, or just, you know, more of your personality than maybe the role is written for. That's I the take
0: love that. Time. And then that's great to give. And maybe that's what they do in Atlanta. Maybe they're open to it here too, but I think the roles here are so large that they don't want to see two takes. They just want to see one set take. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do you find that that help, happens more with the smaller roles to do a couple takes? Or? Yeah,
1: I really recommend that for the smaller roles especially. Yeah. You know, if, if it's going to be a 30-second scene, why not? casting directors will watch two takes. Yeah, I think it's really uh-huh. the big roles. You probably don't want to waste your own time as well as castings coming up with two
0: extremely long I think you're right I think you're right in the way of the combo because it always has to be you at the end of the day and you have to find all your isms and your quirkiness that make you you and special and intriguing and and fitting into the genres and all the stuff that you have to do to get there but I I think the breakdown really does give you in broad strokes just little bits of information and then you can go and fly with it
1: it does for sure. Yeah, I would never say ignore the breakdown, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> so what was my original question? Do we even remember?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what is, Here we go. they look like. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I definitely work on breakdowns for a lot of my time. So, you know, that's picking out the actors that we think are the best for the roles and submitting those to casting. How do um, you
0: submit that? Do you just do you drag their picture? Do you attach their actors access link? I don't know
1: sure yeah so most of the breakdowns we do are on breakdownexpress.com which is linked directly to their actor's access account uh-huh. um so literally what we do is we just you know click the little check mark next to the actor um which sends all yeah. of the headshots we get to pick a default which usually we like to pick the default headshot that fits the role, or at least implies what, mean? what do you mean a default what does that mean Sure. So, you know, let's say you have 10 different pictures on Actors Access. So I get to pick the one that's your main picture that casting sees so that when they're looking through all the submissions on their end, they might say, oh, well, this person really does look like a nurse because I picked the one that you're wearing kind of like a floral outfit or whatever it is, you know. So we make sure that it that your your package fits the role.
0: Okay. so you do breakdowns in the morning and then. Do do the breakdowns come out in the middle of the night? Do they come to agents uh, the day before it gets released to certain other people? How does that work? I yeah. know the answers, by the way. I'm just asking them <laughs> so the audience can
2: learn.
1: No, they're really fun questions. So actually, they come out literally all of the time. They'll come out at all hours of the night, all hours during the day. Um, and an agent's job, I like to describe it as um, very reactionary in a lot of ways. You know, we do some things that are a little bit more of a proactive thing like initial pitches or you know different things like that. But most of the time it's, you get a breakdown, submit on the breakdown. You get an audition, send it to the actor. You get an offer, send it to the actor. So it's very, we have a very quick pace day, but you also never know exactly what it's going to look like because you don't know who's going to be reaching out to you looking for actors that day, basically.
0: So, so it goes pretty fast because the day everything's coming in. How many shows right now well, during pre, pre-COVID versus now, what is the difference? So- Things are just I'm, starting to get back.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure on numbers exactly. I will say that our television shows, at least for the Southeast are basically all back. All of TV is back, um, which is very exciting. It's very the good. film world is a little bit different. So we have all of our, you know, indie low budget non-union films going um our big major studio feature films are taking a little bit longer to come back Mm -hmm. um that being said marvel is starting back up which is exciting but very exciting it's
0: and hopefully everyone's staying safe and i think they're managing to do it and i think i know some productions in los angeles they shut down for the two weeks if one person gets it and then they make it through and and i hope that people still take it really seriously that is
1: People My really they are. That. Yes. Yes. I've been so pleased with all of the SAG protocols and everything yeah. that has come out because, you know, they're testing the actors nonstop. Everyone's non-stop. They're doing an
0: amazing but job. Amazing, amazing, they really amazing. Are. It's so exciting because, <laughs> you know, when the world was at a standstill, it wasn't a standstill here because all the actors just want to get so good. You know what I mean? But we do it because we want everybody working. Like last week, eight huge bookings like huge not like little smaller parts so it's very exciting and it's invigorating and I'm sure you feel that too now that the shows are back and there's a momentum coming back
1: oh yeah we've been really happy and the momentum's been really lovely lately we've been booking a lot of top of show guest stars yes people up for series regulars right now that are testing so we're we're Uh, really happy
0: has that changed a little bit in Atlanta or has it always been open to series regulars? Because I know when it first sort of came, people were always like, well, I can build my resume in Atlanta and then come to LA or New York and do bigger roles. But that's a fallacy, isn't it? They have, it in Atlanta is
1: everything now, yes? It really is. I mean, that's, a, that's an awesome question. I mean, as- Thanks, Joan. So, <laughs> as
2: recently- We're just and, it, have a good time. Yes, go yeah. ahead.
1: Um, as recently as when I started with people Store, there was definitely that philosophy of I'll build my resume in Atlanta, then I'll mm-hmm. move to LA or New York. That was a thing to do. Um, and just in the last few years, it's not that way anymore. We're, we have a lot of series regulars. We've booked a dozen and within the last year, I believe.
0: And I have to just interject and say, as it should be, because whenever I come to coach and I have tons
1: of people in Atlanta
0: in my classes, there's no difference in the talent. There are fantastic
1: it's so true we have amazing actors in the southeast and the casting directors have been doing an amazing job of stepping up to help book the series regulars here beautiful. in the southeast which That's is so, so lovely yes and I think that was a big missing piece as well as just getting the the production and casting to realize okay we don't have to book top roles only from us, LA and New York. The talent
0: Agreed. is the Agreed. Do you feel like the artists in Atlanta are as dedicated as on the coasts, the actors on each coast? Do you feel like they train hard? Do you think that they want it? Do you think that they understand the importance of being so detailed in their work?
1: I think they do. You know, obviously it depends on the actor because, you know, you can find actors on both coasts that probably need more training you know (laughs) whatever it is but that's definitely something that we like to emphasize a lot with our talent is just always stay in class I don't care what level you're at I don't care if you're a series regular right now you should probably be training when you're not filming um or while you are filming (laughs) depending on what you're doing it's so helpful just even if you're a really well-trained
0: actor to have that third eye because sometimes you just don't see
1: it Mm-hmm. or taping with a coach if it's a really important option. It just really makes a big difference.
0: And let me ask you this question. So when roles are coming, they're shooting in Atlanta, what other areas do you cover? New Orleans, do you cover shows that are shooting in Canada as well? Tell me.
1: Yeah, for sure. So our main focus is the Southeast. So we really try to book people on every single production in the Southeast. Well, what in the
0: Southeast? What is that area?
1: Sure. So yeah, as far west as Louisiana, though we do work on Texas as well. Um, you know, and then northwest, like uh, Tennessee and Kentucky, um, going down to Florida and then up north as far as really Virginia and Maryland, that's what wow. we consider the southeast. So it's a it's a wide area. There's yes. a lot of shooting here. Um, but while that's our main focus, we do submit and book people, you know, all through the United States and Canada as well. So we have people, we have a series regular in Los Angeles, we have a series, a couple of series regulars in Canada right now. Mm. It's, it's really wonderful.
0: And so what about now though, COVID life? Are they finding people from all over to be on shows that are shooting elsewhere? Or how do you feel like that has um, uh, been an infliction on actors?
1: For sure, that has changed a little bit. And I think it mostly comes down to the size of the role. Mm. Um, So I'm finding that series regulars, they're still willing to kind of come from anywhere because they basically relocate you to wherever the show is shooting. They
0: quarantine you and they take care of it.
1: So yeah, we have definitely seen a lot of that. Um, But there's been a lot more. I mean, co-stars have usually been local hires even before COVID. But now we're seeing a lot of the recurrents and guest stars even more so than before. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get local hires, which That's is a silver
0: idea. lining for you guys. Silver lining for sure.
1: Yes, yeah. Though it can be tricky in the cities. You know, there's a lot of shows shooting now in Wilmington, North Carolina, or Charleston, mm-hmm. South Carolina, where the acting communities are just not as populous as in Atlanta or New Orleans. So mm-hmm. it's tricky.
0: And you cover it in New Orleans, obviously, a place yeah. I've never been that I'm dying to go to.
1: Oh, New Orleans is so much fun. And they have a great acting market there too. Do they? Yeah. I'm going to
0: get in there one when COVID's over and do a workshop in New Orleans. It's going to be amazing. And they're then spend really some fun. time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, like it would be amazing. Just amazingly fun to hang with.
1: They are, I and mean, they're a really unique community. They're very, very local hire-based because of the way their tax credits work. They have to hire a certain percentage of people oh. that live in Louisiana. Okay. Um, so it's a really tight-knit acting community where all the casting directors know all the actors really well. They all hang out. It's really fun. But I do have to say that COVID lifestyle, I feel like
0: the um, communication with and the, you know, being able to meet casting directors and producers and directors is more, that people have more time or did before the production started and they were much more willing. I mean, we have things going on here and it that really allow you to connect. And don't you think it's all about the connection?
1: Completely, yeah. And I was really excited to see that a lot of casting directors, you know, when it was slower back in the, start yeah, the start, right. We're doing a lot of online workshops and meeting people because they, you know, most of the time they don't have time now, but things are back.
0: And hopefully actors took that, that that advantage of that because, you know, even though we are going through COVID and it's, it's been, you know, a big adjustment, not the greatest thing. And it's awful to have to wear a mask and be nervous, but I, I just believe so much. I mean, I wrote a book called the positive path for actors and the mental mindset about being in that positive mindset, no matter what is so crucial. And do you find that with the actors you represent, the ones that parlay work to get work and work, their mental mindset is in a positive place.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you mean specifically about just their philosophy on how, on what they work Uh, on and how they work?
0: Right. Yeah. Not complaining about it or being scared about it, but just focusing and just, and not talking poorly about people and just, doing the process, doing the work, do you feel like, doesn't it come more towards to those kind of people?
1: I think it does, yeah. And I think, you know, I see a lot of actors that get in a really rough headspace sometimes because they're looking at social media, they're looking at others' careers, or they're, <laughs> look, they're looking at people's careers that really have nothing to do with them. Well, that's, that's
0: called despair way. and compare. And you can't yeah. be in that mindset. I was with an actress this morning um, who was kind of in that headset and you can't, it doesn't help you in any capacity.
1: For sure. It's really hard. And I, I understand that, yeah. you know, you get to a certain point in your career where it, it just hurts to watch other people succeed, but you have to get out of it.
0: It's you do. And it's pain. And believe me, I have compassion and empathy for every single artist out there because your career could be going up, up. And then all of a sudden it could stop for no reason. And you have to ride out that cycle. So, actors that you work with, have you been their cheerleader to help them ride out cycles? Because even if you have
1: great actors who are working, it does happen. Yes, that all oh, of a sudden. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It happens all the time and it breaks my heart constantly oh. because it's usually, you know, it happens to people that are extremely talented, that yes. are very dedicated, that do everything that they're supposed to do. They aren't the people that need new headshots, they aren't the people that don't get their auditions done they're doing everything right but sometimes you don't know what it is it just happens where it's just the cycle
0: it's random
1: and if everyone
0: out there can just hear this moment because (laughs) just ride it out yeah yoga change something out personally because that cycle will change if you stay you know on point
1: for sure and especially with us at people store you know we're we, we, all, we like to call ourselves the people store family. Like we really love our actors uh-huh. and our actors. So when people are going through that, we always want them to come to us and at least just tell us how they're feeling so that we can at least, you know, say, no, you are doing everything right. Or here is the one thing you could work on, you know? And we usually encourage people when that's happening to keep taking classes because then at least you're staying in it and staying with it.
0: And you're not isolating. See, the isolation is the mind trip. And then your mind plays tricks on yourself. But, okay, how many agents right now are there at the People's Store? And how do people, what attracts you to artists and how do they find you or get meetings with you or connect to you?
1: For sure, yeah. So agent-wise, that's kind of a tricky question. I think we have about eight right now total. Um, And, you know, honestly, we've shut down our new talent quite a bit just because of COVID. We've been really trying to focus on the people that we have and make sure that we get them work first before yeah. we bring more people on right um but you know and there's always your
0: can, you, can i just ask you do you guys cover different projects or you all work as one how does oh, that work?
1: Okay. well we do we all cover different projects and when i say eight i mean that across all of the departments mm-hmm. um, so in the film department we have three with an assistant okay great um, but yes we all cover different projects and that's basically how we divide up the work but we all work as a team. We all share the same roster, that type of thing. Um, But yeah, right now, as far as talent goes, we're really just taking referrals um, or people that an agency's in a showcase, that type of thing, because uh, to be honest with you, submissions just get so crazy right now and we have a very full roster.
0: That's wonderful. Do you, uh, are you open when you are seeing people, pro- people from Los Angeles, or do you want your roster to be people that live in Atlanta and Louisiana, the, the Southeast? Does it matter or does it matter?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it does matter. And it's definitely something we take into consideration. Um, I mean, I won't lie to you. It's definitely more helpful for us to have people that are based in the Southeast because of the local fire situation. for so many yeah. projects. Yeah. Um, and because the guest stars and up are still looking for local hires. Um, that being said, we are always open to taking on LA, New York, wherever talent, but it's very helpful to us when people either are able to travel easily or have some local or regional hire addresses to the southeast they can use. That's really helpful.
0: And do you share um clients with an LA agent mm-hmm. and versus, and with an Atlanta? And how does that work? Do you split commissions
1: what
2: what
1: what what? absolutely yeah we share a lot of clients with all kinds of LA agents and New York agents and managers so yeah usually we just open up the conversation with the other agency um we like to do a split because we really like to work as a whole team for Mm -hmm. the client and make sure that everyone is working together and is on the same page about everything. But if the other agency isn't open to a split, then we usually just like to define the territories and call it a day. And is there ever like
0: that conflict? Like, I guess if it's a split, there's no conflict because if an LA agent says they ha- got the appointment and the job, and then you say you got the appointment of a job, is there, there's not a conflict because you've already pre decided how it's going to flow?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And usually it's still defined by territory, you know, where let's say it's a 7337. So if we book them in the Southeast, we get seven, the, the LA agent gets three, vice uh-huh.
2: versa.
1: Um, but regardless, we honestly are just happy to all be working together with the client. Yeah, and, so you know, cool. we can strategize that way. And maybe, you know, they'll put in a call to the LA casting director for a certain role for me or vice versa. So it works really well, usually.
0: Teamwork. It's all about the teamwork. It, it really, really, really is. What attracts you to a client when they come in for a meeting? Well, when they used to come in for a meeting, and if you did have meetings, you'd probably do it on Zoom. But what is it? Is it the confidence? Is it their personality that attracts you? And as a team, do ev- does everyone in the in the office have to agree?
1: I love that question. And yeah, when we're doing meetings, <laughs> we're definitely doing them over Zoom. So. Yeah. Well, it's not the same as being in the room with someone. You still, I think, get a sense of their essence and just who they are and how they interact with people in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would say their confidence and personality is very important. Um, Something that I also really like to look for is just their sense of professionalism and their understanding about the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we really like to bring on actors that, whether they have a lot of credits or don't, have enough of an understanding that they're ready to work. That if I sign you and send you an audition tomorrow, you know exactly what that is, how to get it done, and how to make it look good.
0: It's astounding, not- you know, some actors don't understand that, and that is astounding. I know,
1: and I think that comes from a lack of training. So we're okay. we're all happy to do have to sign developmental talent, mm. but those people do have to be trained and know exactly what to do and be ready for anything.
0: They do have to be ready. What's your advice to actors in Atlanta, how to connect with executive producers or casting directors, or should they just wait until you get the meetings? What could they do and empower themselves to keep making their connections?
1: Well, that's really tricky. And a lot of the casting directors and producers in the Southeast don't do a lot of appearances or workshops, which makes it very challenging sometimes. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend looking out for the workshops and doing those when you can to get face time with a casting director. Um, But if you're not able to do that or, you know, certain casting directors just don't do them, um, the best advice I have is just keep turning in tape for them, turn in early, turn in well, and after a time, they get to know you that way as being a reliable actor and they'll keep calling you in. Mm. Um, I really noticed that our casting directors here are very good about paying attention to that, which is good because self-tape is very anonymous to a certain point.
0: It really is. And I really have found that, that all the casting directors in Atlanta are so open. I think people have changed. I think the industry has changed. I think there's less of a rigidity from agent. Casting and director, executive producers, writer, there's less of that. To me, it feels that way. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like people are more open to the collaboration. And it's all about that in, to me. And I always do tell actors that your audition is an exploration and a collaboration, and it takes off that
1: pressure. It's very true. And I think also, you know, when it comes to an actor auditioning for a role, you know, it if you don't feel like you're right for the role, still turn and take. Just show them what you have and who you are and what you can do, because at least then you're you're still throwing it out there. You're still letting them get to know you. You know, I see a lot of actors pass on things because they're like, "Oh, I'm a little too young for this. Oh, I'm not sure this is exactly me." And I'm like, I still think you should try for the opportunity.
0: If they're calling you in, they see something that is right for it. Don't exactly. And that that. What I think actors don't understand is that I'm married to a writer and I do know, and he was a a writer on the show, the nanny for producer on the nanny for many, many years, a long time ago, but still I do remember when the, when the age is just what the writer wrote and there's so many times an actor will walk in and they're just the right essence and they give a better read and they change the age. Age is just a number. That's true. Yeah. It's so true. That's crazy. Okay. So before we close out, I want you to give, Three pieces of advice to actors out there on how to get started and how to stay in their creativity and stay action forward. What would you say to people out there?
1: Mm, three pieces of advice. Okay. Um, stay in class, stay studying, You know, make sure that you're always learning mm-hmm. or reading or doing what you can if money's tight. There are cheaper classes, there are books, there are, you can make an actor study group with your friends, but whatever you're doing, keep studying, keep working. Um, The second piece of advice I would give is whoever you have access to in the industry, whether it's your agent or your manager or friends that you can trust that have been in the industry for a long time, maybe that are actors, listen to them. Mm. Hear their experiences trust them that they know what they're talking about and that they have your best interests at heart um Um, because i see a lot of actors get in their own way because they don't listen to their agent or they don't listen to their friend who's been doing this longer than them and that just yeah (laughs) that's so hard yes Um, third piece of advice i would say just figure out where your niche is Mm. especially when you're starting out Mm. um When you're starting out, you need to find the roles that are your roles and go for those harder than anything else. Once you're a working actor, then you can do everything. (laughs) Right. You know, when you're starting out, you're going to be a certain type of co star or a certain type of guest star for a little while, usually, and then worry about passing on roles or opening yourself up in different ways. But do the work that comes to you, figure out what that is and play that more than better than anyone else.
0: Better than anyone else. And I'm just gonna add that everyone should be in the truth of whatever story you're telling. Make sure you fit the right genre of the show that you're going in for and make sure you train in your comedy as well because That muscle is very different than all the other muscles. And if you get that muscle, you can really even get deeper in your trauma. And everybody stay courteously aggressive out there. Go for your dreams. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been so lovely having you and I'll see you in Atlanta soon.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Sherry. This is really fun.
0: Yeah, you're amazing. Thank
2: you. Bye. Bye.